0: Because we have built our business around having a good online reputation, we find that most of the customers coming to us, they've done their research, they've chosen to work with us and they want to work with us. So they've seen other customers' experiences and and they've decided that that's what they want. So I think it means we don't compete on price as much as what we would if we didn't have that reputation before we were even turning up to the job. Because the customer's chosen us, it, it just keeps the whole job running smoothly and just works a lot easier.
1: Welcome to Marketing Builder, the show where you'll get lots of little bricks of marketing advice to help you build up your marketing and your business. Drawing on over 20 years of marketing experience, your host, Daniel Oyston, will dive into a topic and provide you with short, sharp, and to-the-point marketing advice that you can apply to your marketing straight away. Welcome to Marketing Builder. Let's get on with the show.
2: Hey, hey, legends. Pumped to have you joining me for this episode of Marketing Builder and also Tom Martin, legendary plumber, National Telstra Business Award winner, and owner of Watertight Canberra. That's the voice you heard right at the start of the show. I've known Tom for a number of years and I've had him and his team complete work at my place. And to say that Watertight Canberra is not like most plumbers or tradesmen for that matter is an understatement. It doesn't matter what industry it is. I see many examples of businesses spruking certain things that they think the consumer wants to hear which they think differentiates them. Things like passion, and dedication, expertise, focus on customer service, reliable, trustworthy, etc, etc. It's weird because as consumers these days, they are not really differentiators for us. They are just what we expect a business to provide. It's a minimum. a lot of businesses talking the talk but not walking the walk and that is not tom martin and watertight Canberra. they are the complete opposite tom really is focused on not just doing a great job but also the customer service and the proof is in the pudding with amazing google reviews and winning a national telstra business award there's a lot that small businesses can learn from tom and that's why i invited him on the show and i started out by noting that for laypeople, plumbing would seem a fairly straightforward business, and we might find it hard to differentiate between one professional, experienced, and licensed plumber, and another. And so, I was curious about what unique elements of his business, or industry as a whole, really need to be taken into account when executing his marketing. <laughs>
0: Customer service has to be front and centre. You wouldn't have to go far to hear someone complain about a tradesman or an experience that they've had, and I think that's just a huge opportunity. Uh, There's certainly reasons why the the trades do get picked on with the customer service, and there's challenges that we face that other businesses don't. But if you concentrate on your customer service and you put that at the centre of everything you do, I think uh, you're on the right track.
2: What do you find difficult about marketing a plumbing business?
0: You need to find something interesting uh, to talk about or to, to blog about. Um, you know, it's, it's a pretty unsexy topic when you're talking about <laughs> blocked drains or, or burst pipes and that sort of thing. Um, and so finding those unique blog posts that are going to attract the right customers, be exactly what the customer is plugging into Google um, so that you appear when, when no one else does, um, is a bit of a challenge. Um, but when you get them, they're absolutely golden.
2: So those blogs are you focused on trying to create headlines or, or, or topics that directly correlate to to questions or services people are, are plugging into Google so that you get an exact match and they think that's a business that knows what I need.
0: Absolutely. So an example we've got is a, a blog post on leaking showers. Uh, now, it's, it's a pretty boring topic, the old leaking shower, but uh, if you've got a leaking shower... Uh, that's exactly what you're putting into Google and, uh, and by us having a blog post, we've become the um, authority on the subject and, uh, and customers tend to read the blog post, understand exactly what it is that we're going to come and do and they book us in. So one of the uh, best ways we've come up with, coming up with ideas for blog posts is actually when we notice a point in our business where a customer hasn't had a perfect experience or didn't actually realise what they were going to get by engaging us. Um, for example, if we go out there to conduct a shower leak test and it ends up being a waterproofing problem, we aren't the tradesmen that you need to repair that. So we were having customers complaining that they had to pay us a fee to come out and test, and uh, and now they've got to pay a waterproofer to come in and re-waterproof. Um, so by having the blog post fully explain the, the entire process, uh, they know exactly what they're up for. Attention, attention, marketing target.
2: Creating content that directly responds to the issues that customers verbalize or directly answers questions that they have is a great way to generate topics consistently for your content. In fact, If you're a blogger like I used to be, I don't blog anymore, but when I did, whenever I went to a meeting with a prospective client, I'd draw a column down the side of my notebook. And in that column, anytime somebody asked me a question, I'd write it down and then I'd obviously verbally answer the question in the meeting. However, the reason I wrote it down was because post-meeting, when I got back to my desk and when I needed to send a follow-up email, I'd include links to the blogs I'd written that answered the questions that they had specifically asked when we were meeting face-to-face. And if I didn't have a blog that answered that question, I'd quickly write one. And the reason I did that was because you can bet your bottom dollar that if one person was asking that question about, say, for example, case studies, others would have the same question and probably checking Google for the answer and that could lead them to my site where my blog took a marketing through teaching approach and built trust with visitors. Because the layperson probably wouldn't know a lot about blocked or, or sorry leaking showers so they don't know if one plumber is going to tell them the same thing they don't know if the whole wall needs to come out or you can do testing without it or whether it's going to take you know half an hour or i'm going to be without a shower for 14 days so overcoming some of those things and, and talking to them about them probably puts them at ease so that they feel comfortable calling you right
0: yeah that, that's right and if you uh i mean using the shower example uh a lot of people don't do it in in a correct process. Um, if you re waterproof over the top of your tiles, and it turns out you've actually got a leaking pipe in the wall, uh, you're actually going to open the wall, fix the pipe, redo the wall, and then have to reseal the showers anyway. So you've completely wasted a you know your first resealing. So um, by explaining it out in a thought-out process. Um, the customer knows what we're doing. We um, we come in, we do it, they're satisfied, and it's good.
2: Tom, I know that service is a big focus for you. However, a lot of businesses say that they're committed to service, so sometimes it doesn't really feel like that much of a differentiator. So I'm keen to hear about anything special that you and the team do, either before a job or during a job or after a job that really does create Good customer service because it's important because that then flows into great word of mouth Google reviews testimonials and those sorts of things
0: sure so we, we really do think about it in all three of those steps you know the before during and after um, and so before the job um, we've spent quite a bit of money on our website and making it really easy and smooth to for customers to book um, and including using a program called service mate which has really good automated booking features um so it's it's simple quick and easy for a customer to book which is what they want um and we also have additional administration staff um who can actually take phone calls quickly you know you're not put on hold we're not calling you back we we will get that booked in straight away uh and then we follow up with booking reminders and and that sort of thing so you know when we're coming out um, on that as well, we provide a lot of information on our website of exactly what and how we do business um, so that customers know our pricing, they know all of that information before we actually turn up so they don't think that we're going to turn up and charge them half of what we will. Um, there's there's no, well, we, we try and eliminate bill shock by doing that. Uh, during the job, uh, we spend a lot of time and effort uh, making sure that the products um, that we keep on board in our trucks are, are good quality products that you're not going to have warranty issues with. Um, most plumbing jobs, you, you're paying a, a fairly significant price for the plumbing labour and, uh, and, a, and a you know smaller portion of the bill is, is the actual material. So if that material fails, you've, you've got a really big expense to actually get that replaced, uh, even though it might only be a $10 part. Um, part of that is, is following up. So we, we've had a, a valve that we've been installing for about six years um, and we install a, several a week and we've just realized now that the, the recent batch that we've had have been failing and we've actually been going through and having to pull them out and, uh, and put in a different brand because we know that these other ones are going to fail and cause us issues.
2: And so you're getting ahead of that
0: issue for the customer? exactly and then we're uh so we're going out we're replacing them and uh and we've already negotiated with our supplier who's who's uh returning them and swapping them over for a different brand so we also we go above and beyond what i think most customers expect by wearing boot covers um over our boots we we put rubber mats down on the floor before we actually start work and put our tools on that um we, we clean up after ourselves we really do try and uh Make sure that the customers had an, an exceptional experience, and then after the job, we uh, we wrap up with payment on the same day, um, so it's not hanging out, and the client doesn't doesn't know what's going on, and we uh, we follow up with them as well, and and make sure that they've um, had a great experience, and ask them for feedback and that sort of thing.
2: Excellent, and I know that Google reviews are super important to your mortar-tight camera, and as I said earlier, especially when lay people might not know. How else to pick a plumber? I mean, I don't know what makes a a good plumber. I mean, I know I have to call you, Tom, but anyway, if if I didn't know you, I don't necessarily know what makes a a great plumber. I might find it hard to make a decision. You have, when I last checked, 127 Google reviews with an average of a 4.7 star rating. How long has it taken you to get to that level?
0: We started focusing on reviews in about 2010 which is when we launched the business. Um, I was lucky enough I did a marketing course at CIT and uh, my marketing teacher really emphasized the importance of getting that public awareness. Um, Back then I think for the next five years, five or six years, um, we were the only plumbers when you put in Plumber Canberra we would appear and we had stars and reviews underneath our name and no one else did. Um, So I I can't even begin to think how many jobs we must have got just because none of our competitors had any stars whatsoever. Uh, Unfortunately, quite a few of them have now cottoned on and and, um, some of them have managed to get an awful lot of reviews in a short period of time. While
3: Marketing Builder is the name of this podcast, it's also the name of an awesome product that can help you sort through all the fluff of marketing advice out there and focus on the important stuff. Marketing Builder is a card-based system supplemented by online video lessons that walks you through, step-by-step, the most important things in a marketing plan, such as buyer personas, pipeline analysis, objectives, strategy, goals, budgets, and the fun and sexy stuff, the marketing tactics. And there's over a hundred of them for you to consider using. The card sorting process results in a visual representation of your marketing where you can easily see how people will engage with your marketing as they move from awareness through to a customer or client. Whether you're a small business owner trying to develop a marketing plan that you can actually use and are confident in on that very limited budget or a seasoned marketer wanting others in your organisation to have real buy-in and engagement with your marketing then Marketing Builder is perfect for you. Visit marketingbuilder.net for more information. Now, the reason you're listening. Let's head back to the
2: show. It's a lot of reviews for your type of business, a plumber, where people would just expect you to turn up, you do the transaction, and you go. And as you said, when you type in plumber Canberra, I typed in plumber Canberra. There are obviously other listings now in the map section, and the others have only about four. Between 49 and 75 stars, the, 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 the top ones, which is actually pretty respectable, not as great as 127 with you. But what do you do to get customers to take the time and actually go online and review a plumber?
0: That's an absolute challenge, um, I'll be completely honest. So, um, you know, when you look at that, there's 127 reviews there. You think about how many customers we've serviced over the last uh, um 10 years um, and you know it's, it's probably a fairly small portion of them so we always send out a review request um, with the invoice so it's asking customers to to log on and, and actually leave us a review and letting them know how important it is to us um, so I, I know myself I always try and leave businesses reviews um, but you know, every, every now and then I will realize I've been working with someone for a really long period of time. I love what they do, and, and yet I haven't actually taken the time <laughs> to do it. So I know I know how difficult it is. I'm to, guilty uh, of that. It's certainly uh, an extremely valuable thing for your business, um, whether it's helping you stand out or even just giving you um, protection. You know, unfortunately, you do get customers that will uh, use reviews um, that, or the their opportunity of leaving you a negative review. You, you'll always have customers that will use that against you and, and try and get a discount even if they're completely satisfied with the job.
2: Well, I was going to ask about that because 4.7 isn't perfect. It's, it's amazing, but it's not perfect. It isn't a five. And in fact, to be honest, people think something's fishy if there's only perfect reviews. So 4.7 is actually about the perfect number that we find for hitting that sweet spot with your customers when they see that. But that does mean, as you mentioned, that some people haven't given you a five has there been any really bad reviews and if so how do you handle it
0: i think uh i haven't i haven't reviewed our bad reviews for quite a while but we always take it as an opportunity to um, reply to the customer um i'm i'm very confident that in every one of those bad reviews we have done exceptionally well um at the job and and or you know we, we've tried our absolute hardest, so it gives us an opportunity to explain publicly on the levels that we will go to to try and satisfy a customer. And most of the time, you will see that that um, it, it actually works in your favour, I think, because um, customers can see you're reasonable. Absolutely. So, um, or, or I think there's there's one where we did drop the ball. I think I was on paternity leave for six weeks, and the customer hadn't uh, had a reply or, or something like that. And uh, and we we got on there and we said exactly that and um you know it's an exceptional circumstance you can see it's not going to happen regularly and uh, and that our reply accompanied with the good star reviews we've got i think actually works in our favor so
2: yeah i think it shows people that you care did new inquiries ever mention the number of reviews or your rating when they first make contact with you i suppose what i'm getting at is how important are the google reviews to your business
0: oh huge, hugely important um yeah because we have built our business around um, having a good online reputation, um, we find that yeah, most of the customers coming to us they've they've done their research, they've chosen to work with us, and they want to work with us. So they they've seen um, other customers' experiences, and and they've decided that that's what they want. So um, I think it means we don't compete on price as much as what we would if we didn't have that um, reputation before we were even turning up to the job. Um, and uh, and it it also Because the customer's chosen us, it it just keeps the whole job running smoothly and and there's no... Yeah, it just works a lot easier. Attention. Attention. Marketing target.
2: As you can tell from listening to Tom, Google reviews can be very powerful. However, many businesses are tempted to try and bend the rules or muddy the waters. They want to do things like review their own business or write negative reviews about their competitors or pretend to be somebody that they are not. Don't do that. Why? Why? Well, not only is it unethical, but Google has loads of ways to track your identity through your Google accounts and your IP addresses, whether you're at work or home or you're out and about on a computer, a tablet, a laptop, or you're on your phone. And I can assure you, bad behavior that violates their terms and conditions will backfire and could seriously harm your own business's Google rankings. You also can't offer money in exchange for reviews. Google's exact words are... Quote, don't offer or accept money in exchange for reviews, end quote. Further, while Google's rules don't explicitly state it, you shouldn't offer discounts, gifts, or some other type of rewards for reviews. Google has taken action against businesses that have gone down that path. The best request that you can make to your customers is an honest one. At the end of the day, you should not have any problems if you encourage your customers and clients to provide you with honest reviews using their own Google accounts from their own computers. I know for me that the opportunity to help someone, especially someone who has done an amazing job for me, is much more rewarding than a little bit of money or a discount or some sort of giveaway. Big news and congratulations for you on the team in 2019 because you won the 2019 National Telstra Business Awards in the category... Of Small and Succeeding, there were a record number of nominations received in 2019. So becoming a Telstra 2019 national winner is an amazing achievement. And you're from the hometown of Canberra, which is even better. I know a lot of businesses talk about how the process of entering awards like this really helps them look at their business differently and even with renewed energy as they critically analyse and have to log those things that they do for people day in day out. Was that the same for you? Did you find it a good process to go through as opposed to just the outcome of winning?
0: Absolutely. I mean the the outcome of winning was the absolute cream on top, but um, but so for those that don't know, you uh, you basically um, you get nominated for an award. Um, or you, you can self-nominate um, which we actually did and then uh, and then you move on and you do a, a deep dive into your business and that that goes into you know your, your hr your finance your marketing your advertising um, or, or your environmental impact and, and you know basically every aspect of your business um, and it asks you a whole lot of key questions on what it is exactly you were doing and and it just helps you reflect i guess on your business and and say well what are we doing in this area and um, you know, should we be doing more or it helps you recognize that you're already doing, you know, 90% of what you want to be writing. So you go, okay, well, I'm going to implement this other 10% and then, then we're doing it and then I'm going to write about it. And, uh, and so for us, we, we had quite a few systems in place uh, or that were almost in place. Um, one was a Google dashboard reporting system that um, automatically links to a whole lot of different programs. Um and it you know I'd spent hours and hours and hours working on this We'd, it was ninety percent complete and um and because I really wanted to write about it and, and put it into my application <laughs> I uh, I actually spent the ten percent you know have time I've finished it off and uh, and I now use it daily so it's um it, it's a really good deep reflection on your business I'd I'd um I'd like to go through and, and answer the questions um at least every second year or something like that I think um, but yeah it's certainly just going through the process helped our business immensely and, and you know, we've, we've pushed further and, yeah, it's been great.
2: Amazing. Now, businesses also like to leverage winning awards into their marketing and, and rightly so, of course. How have you done that?
0: The most powerful thing for us is actually having it on our website and with our quotes and um, and that sort of thing and, and even just in our signature block, just that recognition to the clients that, you know, you're dealing with a professional organisation that, um, you know, we, we are an award-winning business. We are great at what we do and, you know, we've, we've gone through that process. So, it, again, it's just that building customer trust um, with that sort of thing. We've, we've had a few marketing opportunities for it where we've, we've managed to get on TV and the radio and that sort of thing and, uh, and podcasts as well and, um, you know, which, which creates um, more awareness for the business. Um, but, yeah, certainly just building trust with the clients.
2: We've spoken about lots of positive things that you do in your business. Has there been a piece of marketing over the years that you've tried that just didn't work? It just crashed. It just bombed.
0: I reckon 90% of businesses have probably um, fallen for this same trap. When I first went into business in 2010, and I certainly didn't have much money in the bank, um, I signed up with a company that you know guaranteed me page one Google um, within three months where you get your money back. And I can't remember, it might have been $3,000 or something. Um, so, you know, I, I thought, oh, well, they, these guys are guaranteeing they're going to give me my money back. And what have I got to lose? So I paid the money and, um, and of course, like all of those companies, it was a complete and utter false, you know. And uh, so I, I took them through the the legal proceedings and turned out they were a, you know an overseas company that had an, a mailing address in sydney but there was no actual assets you, you couldn't send the sheriff around to, to take assets and uh, i ended up having a judge just say to me look sorry mate they haven't turned up again and uh, and by the way I, I really think you just just leave it you know well we're sorry to hear that but it's it's
2: it's good advice because anybody who's guaranteeing anything in marketing Probably in hindsight, doesn't know what they're talking about because if all of 100 plumbers in Canberra all signed up for that, it's impossible to get them all on the front page of Google. But it's, it's good advice for people, particularly when they're starting out. Tom Martin, owner at Watertight Canberra and National Telstra Business Award winner. Thanks for coming on the show and sharing your business's marketing experiences. No worries at all, Daniel. Thanks for having me that's a wrap for episode 14 i've been your host daniel oyston and it has been amazing having you listen to the show and i trust that you enjoyed hearing from tom martin from watertight canberra he certainly is not your average tradie if you'd like to find out more about watertight canberra especially if you're in canberra and you need some plumbing done visit watertightcanberra.com.au loved this episode awesome make sure you don't miss the next one and subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher tune in or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to hear from you and what marketing you are crushing or maybe you're stuck on something or you're finding something a little bit tough at the moment or you have a question, you want to check in on something, shoot the breeze, please. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Daniel Oyston, that's O-Y-S-T-O-N, or follow Marketing Builder on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Marketing Builder or use the handle MKT. Until next time, may your marketing be awesome and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Marketing Builder.
1: This show was developed, hosted and by Daniel Oyston from Content Grasshopper, the creator of Marketing Builder. Marketing Builder is the easy to use, step-by-step card sorting system for cutting through all the marketing fluff out there and to help you build a marketing plan you are actually on board with. For more information, visit marketingbuilder.net or contentgrasshopper.com.au. Thanks for listening.